Welcome everyone, you are listening to the I Am A Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show, it will probably suck. Scott Lafayne Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR podcast. On this episode, I talked to Greg Coleman and Brian Hess from, they're both from Jacksonville, Florida. They work at the uh, Trinity Fitness, and they're putting on an OCR race down in Florida called Swamp Battle OCR. And it's going to actually be at the same motocross venue that Spartan uses for Jacksonville's race, which is in two weeks but anyway here goes the interview hope you enjoy it what's up everybody i got greg coleman and brian ness on the phone with me today and they're going to tell me about an awesome event that they have coming up but before we do that um i'm just going to let them introduce themselves and so greg why don't you introduce yourself to us man and tell us about the gym that you run down there in jacksonville florida yeah, hey, I'm Greg. Um, Greg Coleman, born and raised here in Jacksonville, and about eight years ago got involved with a um, fitness ministry called Trinity Fitness, and uh, came on board as an employee about six years ago, and we've got four locations here in North Florida, and I'm now the area director, and so I get to work with the facility directors of all four of those locations. And so I looked up this website, and so is is this Trinity, is it kind of like a franchise that you get into? Because I noticed it was like in other locations in the nation as well. Yes. You know, it's funny. There's probably not a term that we could use for it. Franchise is probably the closest thing. We're, we're a 501c3. What we do is nonprofit because we offer scholarships. And what you pay to come work out in our gym is about half of what you'd pay at other gyms that do what we do. And so um, our 501c3, we have our own hub here in North Florida. We have our own board of directors that governs us, and we have four locations here. So franchise is probably the closest thing you could equate it to. Right, and, and it's kind of like a cross-fitish type gym? Very similar, yeah. We do the same style of fitness they do. It's called metabolic conditioning, where we partner together strength training, you know, barbells, dumbbells, heavy weight implement, but also plyometrics, cardiovascular, a little bit of gymnastics. And when you put all those things together in a really high-intensity but short-duration workout, the results are just crazy. The, the fat loss is rapid, and the lean muscle build is equally as rapid. And so it's very similar to that. Oh, cool. Well, Brian, why don't you introduce yourself? I don't want to keep you on hold too long. No problem, man. Hey, uh, my name's Brian Hess, with an H, like the gas station. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got involved at Trinity Fitness about six years ago uh, I, as a result of what I call a midlife crisis. I, um, about 40, 44, 45 years old, both of my kids had... Um, gone away to college and and uh got that midlife spread going on doctor told me i was gonna die if i didn't get my blood pressure down you know all that crazy stuff so yeah. i started um i had originally had an interest in in ocr i had seen like uh tough mutter you know i'm like i want to do one of those things but not in the condition i'm in now so i started like with a couch to 5k thing and um i uh, got bored with running pretty quick i never was a runner um just sounded like the thing to do so uh was started looking for something different look at looking at crossfit crossfit was pretty big back then but man they're proud of their monthly rates and i was like i don't know i got kids in college I can't right that. so i had a uh, i had a good friend that i hadn't actually seen in many years was uh checking in on facebook at this gym called trinity fitness and i called and asked him about it and uh went and started working out there and fell in love with the, the gym and the community of people, uh, worked out there for about a year and, uh, became a trainer. Um, and I, Greg, we, I'm sure we'll go into it in a little more detail, but all the trainers at Trinity are, are volunteers except for the facility director at that, at that gym. So, um, went through a training course, became a volunteer trainer. Um, and pretty soon discovered that the type of training we do at Trinity Fitness, there's not much better things that you can do to test that fitness than OCR. So I kind of got, I kind of got hooked pretty quick, and 
Uh, I know I've run into you at a, at a few races. I don't I don't travel as much as you do, but most of the, mm. the southeast, you know, Carolinas and Georgia and Florida, I'm, I'm at most of those. So, um, and then that that love combined with you know working out at Trinity and, and volunteer there, uh, and the need to do a fundraiser kind of evolved into this race we're talking about today. Now, Brian, are you a Jacksonville native too? Yep, born and raised. Man, neither one of you guys sound half as southern as I do. <laughs> So, um, Georgia, that's right. I mean, man, I guess it's the difference between Georgia and Florida. My, my wife's from Georgia, so I know <laughs> she talked like me mm, pretty close. Uh, so, uh, Greg, explain to me, like, what were you doing before you de- decided to open up this gym? You know, what made you, you know, take the, the leap, you know, to say, hey, I'm going to start this gym, you know. Yeah, I uh, similar story to Brian. I was uh, in the corporate world and I traveled um, three weeks a year. I'd leave the house on Monday morning and come back late on Friday night. Wow! And uh, played sports, did a lot of that, and so I've always been very athletic. Um, played football at a high level, played baseball, played rugby in college, um, and uh, realized that when you stop working out and continue to eat the way you used <laughs> to eat when you're in your teens and twenties, um, I very quickly went from a, a very I was a lineman and a linebacker and went from a very fit about 220, 230 to a very unfit 300 pounds. And, uh, was just, I gained weight with every kid my wife had and, um, was just miserable with my life and, um, was very successful in what I was doing for business. But man, on the, on the, my health was suffering and I kind of sacrificed my health to the idol of, uh, of, of business and travel and success. And, um, there was another guy actually who was, was launching the Trinity fitness here in North Florida. And he came to our church and actually gave a, um, little talk on nutrition and I went and heard what he had to say. And it made a lot of sense. And, um, my wife and I decided we would jump in and do the, that first nutrition challenge. Um, but it didn't make sense to me just to eat clean and not work out. So the group of them, um, were working out in a park at that point at Memorial park. And so it went at 5.30 a.m. that first Monday when we started that clean eating challenge and thoroughly got my tail kicked. Uh-huh. Uh, in about 10 minutes, I was throwing up in the river. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, how, how can push-ups and box jumps and little runs and all these things be so hard? Um, but long story short, in, uh, let's see, in two months, I lost 35 pounds. Oh, wow. Um, and it, by the end of that year, I lost over 60 um, and so, you know, I've kept it all off and my athletic performance has just improved, but more so I saw how everybody else was experiencing the life change that me and Brian were experiencing. I was seeing guys just come alive. I was seeing housewives that didn't have a purpose, um, beyond, you know, kids and being a wife, find something to fall in love with and get healthy and the energy level increases and the sleep increases. And so for me, um, I really feel like God called me to it and, uh, it was, it was a very easy decision to, um, look at that corporate world and say, thank you for all you've provided me, but I think there's something more. Um, I'd rather help people. And um, I, want, I want everyone to have a story like I have. And so made that jump, and um, it's just been unbelievable. It, it's an adventure. I tell anyone that would jump into either nonprofit or ministry that it's like any good adventure. There's going to be parts of it that are terrifying, but you're going to feel like you're really alive at the end of every day. Hmm. So... How did Brian uh, talk you into, hey, let's throw an OCR together and do this for a fundraiser? I think I had to talk Brian into it a little bit. It wasn't a very <laughs> hard sell. Um, so we started we started this fundraiser. It was a team challenge format. And, and what we would do is we would ask people to go out and raise money. We would give them a goal and say, hey, get people to you know help them understand what we're doing here at this gym. And it's a nonprofit. And um, here's how we're helping people that can't afford this kind of fitness. And it was really successful. And what we would do is at the end of it, we would say, hey, as a celebration of all your efforts, we're going to come together and we're going to do something fun. And um, we're crazy. So fun to us <laughs> is like a really challenging workout or obstacles or, and so in the beginning we did more of like a workout and, you know, you'd have to do like a little obstacles. We built it kind of outside our gym and as the fundraiser got bigger. The, the obstacle course part of it got bigger. And the last year we did it on site, we had a few people who, you know, run Spartans and Savages and Mudders and, they, you know, doing everything. And they came back to us and said, hey, I've paid $100 to run stuff that wasn't that fun and wasn't that hard. You guys should consider taking this to the public. And, um, you know, I told Brian, I'm like, man, what, you know, what do you think about that? And Brian said, you know, 
I think we could do it. He goes, it's real fun. It's kind of like summer camp, taking a week off of work and building an obstacle course. <laughs> um, li- little did we know, uh, <laughs> there's a little bit right. more to it than that. But oh, I'm sure. You know, we, getting people to go ask other people for money is not sustainable. Um, creating an event that gets bigger every year where people are going to get a t-shirt, they're going to get a medal, they're going to have an amazing race and we can go out and get people to sponsor it and partner up with us. We feel like that's kind of the way to go. Uh, and so thankfully Brian, um, is equally as crazy as I am when it comes to biting off more than we can chew. And, uh, we, you know, we did it, you know, started that a couple of years ago and there's just been no looking back. Mm, cool. So, so the name of the race is Swamp Battle, and so tell me, like, what were the challenges that y'all had to go through to create this race? Because y'all have only done it once, and this is going to be your second year doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I think, back up a little bit, um, okay. you know, Greg said that we, we had done those challenges before we did those at our gyms, you know, at our property. So, and right. there's, there's, there is a little more to it than what Greg told you, because the first one of those challenges that I did, I think I, it seems to me like it was just a few months after I had started at the gym. So I didn't get involved in the fundraiser part of it, but they got ready to do the challenge, and and I can s- distinctly remember Greg saying, "Come on, you got to do the challenge." And I'm like, "Nah, I don't. I really don't know that many people, and I know like two guys, and they're not doing it." So <laughs> I got talked into doing the challenge that year, and and got got paired up with three people I'd never met before, and ended up running around the block doing tire flips and rope climbs, and wall balls, and and like Greg mentioned, almost threw up, but had a great time doing it. And I'm like, "This right. is crazy." <laughs> So uh, we had a gym, um, we still do have a gym out at Ponte Vedra toward the beach here in Jacksonville, and they were at a relatively new piece of property that had a pretty large piece of uh, undeveloped land next to them. So the first year that we kind of evolved and started, like Greg had said, it was kind of like a, probably more similar to a CrossFit workout uh, with without barbells, you know, it was wall balls and box jumps and things like that, a little bit of rowing. So once once that gym opened in Ponte Vedra, we used that that undeveloped property and started adding. I think we added like a I think we had a wall and maybe an A frame that year and added a little bit of running. Um, well, as as the years probably two two years went by, we added a few more things, and then the opportunity came. There was a there was a church in Jacksonville that has uh, I think they have about twenty six acres of property. And about half of that is undeveloped wetlands. Uh, in, in Florida, there's a lot of a lot of areas that are protected wetlands that you oh, can't yeah. build on. So, um, but you can run in it. <laughs> so kinda, uh, they, <laughs> kind of, yeah. So they offered to let us. Uh, we actually had a member that was going to church there, um, and I knew a few people there. So they they let us use their property, and um, that was the last year we did it as a closed event just for the gym. And as we started building the course, uh, it was that was a lot of work because we had there were no trails. We had to we had to cut all the trails and um, run off all the snakes and <laughs> kill the poison ivy ourselves. And wow. As our people started coming out there helping, they were like, "This this is going to be a blast! I can't believe we're not just opening this to the public." So we did just like Greg. Do you remember like a week or two before the event? Yeah, I think like at the last minute, we like let some people come out and run it for like 20 bucks just to see what they would think. There were, you know, no t-shirts, no medals, but encouraged some people who had done OCR, like, you know, hey, come tell us what you think. Um, and yeah, they were they were looking at us at the end saying that was better than, you know, 10 races I've run this year. Um, and so we were like, OK, like, cool. Like we, we just put our head down and worked and it just turned out that it ended up being really good. Yeah, and so the the year after that, we came back to that property, um, fully open to the public. Um, you know, we went out with with big ambition, thinking we're going to have, you know, a thousand people. I, you know, you got to have lofty goals, right? Right. <laughs> um, but the but the church only had parking for like four hundred and fifty, and I had uh. rationalized in my mind how you know morning waves are going to be coming and going, and afternoon waves, and everything's going to work out great. Yeah. Um, and I think we only ended up with about 400, but it went great. Um, everybody had a blast. And I know, I know, you know, um, 
Joe Rivera. Yeah. Um, I met I met Joe through Spartan races and Joe's gym here in Jacksonville is a get fit you know, the, the mecca for OCR training. And uh so we reached out to him and, you know, asked, you know, hey, we're doing this little local OCR, you know, if you got a here's your discount code, you got any athletes want to come run it? Um and they showed they brought a pretty good showing. Last year we ended up being I think we were the same Saturday as as one of the one of the national races, like maybe Utah or something. Oh so wow! Some of his people didn't come, but Joe showed up. Several other of, of his folks showed up, um, and said it had nothing but good things to say. Of course, I I did consult with Joe before and said, you know, tell me some of the you've run a lot of OCR. Tell me the things that you hated, the ones that that really turned you off. What was wrong with them, and what would you do better? And um, believe it or not, the biggest thing was course marking. So <laughs> we. Uh, we made sure we did a good job of course marking and, and just gave them a really good, I, I'm big. I like, you know, um, trail running and, and just the really technical, uh, and that was a, a perfect piece of property for that. Um, fast forward now to this year, um, last year when Jacksonville Spartan moved to, uh, WW motocross ranch, I volunteered out there and, uh, being a Jacksonville native, uh, the gentleman junior that junior Scarborough that owns WW ranch, his family's local, you know, his, his dad grew up in Jacksonville, had a business here in Jacksonville. Yeah. So my dad knew junior's dad. So while I was at, uh, while I was at, uh, at Spartan volunteering, building the course, I ran into junior and got to talking and, and I said, uh, I said, man, this is cool. We talked a little bit about him getting Spartan out there and about his dad, on each other i said yeah we have a little event similar to this that we do for a non-profit it'd be really cool if we could come out here this next year he said yeah yeah call me when this is all over so we talked a few times throughout the year and uh lo and behold he, he uh, and i don't know if you've met him or not you need to meet him if you haven't but okay. junior's a super super cool guy um worked out a great deal to let us come out there and use his property so uh, that's where we'll be this year and hoping for, hoping for much bigger numbers than last year. So Man, you got more yeah. parking too. That's oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you got more parking than I think we can use. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about it is, is you won't have to like bushwhack and cut trails with Spartan going there in a couple of weeks. Maybe some of it will sure, still sure. be beat down when y'all go there in March. So yep, y'all, yep. y'all are set to have the race on March the 21st, and y'all are going to have heats going from 7 until 4 p.m. all day long. So uh, just tell us what it's, uh, you know, tell us about the race itself. Like, you know, how's the registration going to be? You know, like, what are the obstacles going to be? Tell us all about it, man. Greg, you want to you wanna handle yeah. the registration? Or? Sure, sure. So we've got a website. It's... um swampbattleocr.com and uh it's real self-explanatory just about everything's on there you can go on you can register as an individual you can register as a team now from 7 to 8 a.m is a competitive heat and so we've got men's and women's division it's just open top three finishers um get cash and prizes um from that first hour um and so we've had a lot of success with with that it's been great to see people who are really competitive have another another chance to get on a podium right and so we do that it's a it's a chipped race so second wind timing comes out we use the uh heavy duty velcro ankle straps and so everyone that runs it from 7 a.m until 4 is going to get a a chip and timed race they're going to they're going to place not only um, we've got age group in there, so they'll be able to see where they where they fall within their age, but also you know just times and different things like that. Um, and so we, we think that's really valuable. Um, it's fun to go out and do a mud run, but for those that are competitive, it's really great to be able to see how you stack up. Yeah. Um, and so very legitimate when it comes to all that. And um, so you know going on the website to register, you're going to select individual or team. You can uh, select that competitive wave if that's something you're, you're interested in. Um, there's a few coupon codes bouncing around out there, so if you follow us on instagram or facebook at swamp battle ocr you'll be able to see some different things that are live we've got a special valentine's day code going on right now cool um, we'll probably do a couple more things you know within that um, but once you register you just select um kind of time frame so seven to eight is 
competitive, you can select eight to 10, 10 to noon, um, noon to two and two to four. And then within that, about a week out, we'll send an email with their exact heat time. And, uh, you know, like a lot of other races, just show up about an hour beforehand, you'll hit registration, grab your race bag, lots of great swag in there for our, from our partners, everything from coupons and stickers to, uh, if you like food, all kinds of free free things from some of our sponsors at um, Moe's Southwest Grill in the Loop. Um, and then, uh, you know, from there, just be able to check in and get ready to rock. Um, and I think, you know, Brian can talk specifically to some of the obstacles. The, the name says it all. We think that here in North Florida, we have some of the best OCR terrain. Um, you know, we may not have elevation that you get a lot of other places, but Definitely got you've swamps. got hardwoods, you've got sand, you've got swamp, you've got all kinds of natural things. And me and Brian love being outside. Um, and it's just, we just think it's awesome. And so why not celebrate this beautiful landscape that we've got? And we try really hard to use as much of the natural as we can, um, within our course. Now, one thing that's great about, uh, WW motocross is they've built a bunch of great hills. And so you're going to get way more elevation than you normally would. And probably the race. Yeah. Probably the most elevation in Jacksonville. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you know, those, that's kind of, that's kind of the basics. Um, and I'll let Brian talk a little bit about obstacles since he's our course director. Well, before we, before we do that, let me ask you, is there going to be an opportunity for a uh, race day registration? Like if somebody shows up at the last minute? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we can't, we can't promise when we can plug them in. I'll tell you right now, morning heats are filling up. Eight to 10 is probably going to be full within the next week or so. Right. Um, and so uh, it'll, it'll certainly be first come first serve. We'll do our best to accommodate everybody within an hour of getting there. Um, but we will have race day. Um, I think the price is going to go up a little bit. It's probably going to be. Um, 10 bucks more day of the race. Right. Um, but we will certainly be able to accommodate anybody that shows up. We want everybody to experience it. Okay. Well, great. So I looked at the website and y'all have a pictures of a lot of the obstacles that are on there, but Brian, why don't you tell us about some of them? Yeah. So, um, we have, uh, one of the sponsors, uh, guy that's been working with us for a few years is uh, a company called CQS and the guys just build scaffolding. And, uh, when I first started looking into doing this, I, that was one of the big things was you can't have an OCR without a rig, right? Right. So, um, that, that trust stuff that Spartan has is extremely expensive. Oh yeah, so, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, looking online at other races, a lot of people use scaffold. So I, I, I had done business with this guy before and called him and said, you know, Hey, what do you think about building some of this stuff? And he said, well, you know, the thought never crossed my mind, but that sounds awesome. So <laughs> he's kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of the, the blending of two, perfect worlds because i you know i've got the ocr brain and he's got the scaffold brain so he knows how to make it safe and we had a the few of the things we had last year we had a, a multi-rig similar to what spartan does uh we had a a monkey bar rig that was kind of a combination between um the standard monkey bars that spartan does and uh and uh, sawtooth that savage does it kind of goes up and back down uh, but it was a the fat monkey bar bars right um we'll have probably two other rigs that are yet to be determined um we have a we've got a pretty good supply a couple cargo nets and some big tubes and things that we do various configurations of so there'll there'll be some at least two uh monkey bar ring style rigs there'll be another rig with some cargo nets and things uh we have probably half a dozen walls a-frames rope climb um and of course you know there's there's some pretty good mud out there on that on that motocross track, so I'm sure there'll be some some mud pits. And uh, if we can talk if we can talk Spartan into not covering up rolling mud, we may. <laughs> <laughs> so I also saw y'all had like this obstacle, and I know it might have been venue specific for that last venue. It was that bridge obstacle where it looked like kind of like a wooden ladder that was laying across <laughs> like a creek or something. Man, I tell you what, that looked interesting. <laughs> It's, it's funny, it's funny you become, uh, you use the resources that you can obtain when you're not Spartan or <laughs> but uh, I have a buddy that's, uh, that's the maintenance uh, guy at our local grocery warehouse, and I don't know, for some reason he and I were talking one day, and I was telling him what I was doing, and I said, hey, you work at a warehouse, if you come across any, like, cargo nets and things like that off the back of trucks, save them for me, and he says, well, I don't know if you can use them, but uh, we're fixing to have to replace all our fire hoses in the warehouse. And I said, fire hose, I like how many? He's like, thousands. How many do you wow. want? So I'm like, I don't know. Give me a truckload. So 
those those ladders are are actually fire hoses with uh, with two by sixes screwed together over them. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and that property, uh, there's a creek that runs through that property, and we crossed that creek three or four times. And that was, I think, we used those in two different locations where you uh, once you and I try to I try to cater this. This is my kind of one of my things about building the courses. I want people like Joe Rivera. And Scott Knowles, if he happens to be in Jacksonville in March, to be challenged, but also want everybody else after that to to have fun and be challenged. So I try to I try to put the the, the fast flowy obstacles early so that people that are fast can kind of make their gaps, you know, and, and spread the course out a little bit. Right. And then things things like that little narrow bridge like that, or I think that first one of those was maybe a mile mile and a half into the course, so that people are spread out and can you know, not get bottleneck of that thing, but it, it was a neat, it wasn't as hard as, as we thought it was going to be when we put it up, but it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. It looked, it looked but pretty, you, it looked pretty interesting. It looked different. You know, you know where it was hard. It was more of a mental than a physical, which yes. I really appreciate. I love it when you, you know, it's one thing, you know, some people that are in pretty peak physical condition and it's always great when you can create something that someone's got to think about before they hop on it. <laughs> Um, kind of got to work out in their head a little bit because, um, you know, I think that that just creates a, a kind of a real world sharpening of people. You don't always know the situation you're going to walk into. Yeah. How do you choose to navigate it? And um, you had to think a little bit as you put your first foot on that ladder. It was like, where is this going to go? <laughs> I guess it didn't seem as hard to us because we did it like <laughs> we walked by it all week. Yeah. I, I will also say that we have a pretty funny spin on the spear throw. Um, I'm not going to say much more than that, but I think people are going to get to it and be like, well, that is a great idea. So, um, and speaking of that, you talking about, you know, people coming up to that and, you know, putting their feet on it. Um, so like, what if you fall off or, you know, off of a rig or anything like that? Is it like mandatory obstacle completion for like the competitive heat or is it, you know, you have to do push ups or something if you fail an obstacle? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I love Spartan, but I hate burpees. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do too. But I, and I, I completely feel like anybody who's running a competitive OCR should be able to do all the obstacles. Right. So we are we are mandatory obstacle completion. Uh, if, if you Good fall deal. off of a rig, you go back to the beginning. Um, we have one of the one of the unique. Well, I say unique. It was unique to me, but since after I did it, I, I found out that there are a few other people that do it. But uh, we have. Uh, an, uh, an Olympus wall or our take of the Olympus wall. And, um, we put a red, a board down the top of it. We paint it red. We have, um, uh, some assist blocks on things like the Z wall that we'll paint red. And we tell the, when the competitive way runs, you don't touch red. Right. When see, now that way, makes sense. I don't see why Spartan can't get that. I, it <laughs> if it's red, mind. don't touch it. <laughs> right. And we tell, we tell the open wave when you guys run, know that red is off limits to the to the competitive wave so if you want to run hard you want to you want to be competitive and you want to compare your time against the competitive wave don't touch red but if you need to touch red touch red it's you know it's it's that whole it's your run your race thing but um who are you comparing yourself against so right and so the distance is what you said it's a 5k right we did a 5k you know we mentioned that that piece of property over there uh at the church that we did it at was um was about 24 25 acres we had to work pretty good to get 5k out of that we had a lot of places where we doubled back um we don't have that problem this year so uh, i think we're going to stick around 5k um right part of me wants part of me wants to go five miles but also want to want to stay yeah you want to keep it you want to kind of keep it short for the people that might just be planning to go out there and just have fun and not go on a long hike <laughs> yeah, we we want the sure. beginners to want to run a race again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's totally and I, understandable. And I can see us if we get our numbers up. I can see us doing a, a short and a longer version. You know, maybe doing the yeah. competitive wave a little longer, using a little more terrain. Yeah, but we just don't have the numbers to do that right now to keep everybody busy for for two days or <laughs> right. And so you actually have like some carries in the race as well, too, right? Yeah. So we had uh, last year we had a log carry. Uh, just making use of, of whatever was available on the property. Um, we also do now. That's, this is one of the other things we did. We did a penalty loop. So any, I felt like 
most of our competitive group could do all of our obstacles. But when it comes to spear throw, you run into, you know, how many times do you let them throw the spear before you start creating a bottleneck? So right. we did a, we did a penalty loop on, on the spear throw. Uh, and it was just, it wasn't very long, but it was a very technical, nasty little downhill trail through some junky Rudy stuff. So I wish Spartan would do that on the spear throw. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I do so many. Uh, and then we did uh, the the one rig we had that was uh, like the uphill monkey bars. We did a uh, farmer's carry, so we had some uh, kettlebells that you would if you if you fell off the rig. That was one that we didn't uh, that we didn't let them repeat. If they fell off, they just did the farmer's carry because because of where it was on the course and it was kind of a narrow rig. We didn't want a bottleneck, so we we opted for the for the penalty loop. So. That sounds cool. Uh, is there anything else that y'all want to add about the actual like race itself? Yeah, I think the only thing I would say is that, you know, we coming from the Spartan world, everybody just kind of signs up and does it. Being a little small local race, there's a lot of, we've heard a lot of local people, you know, that, that looks really fun, but I can't do a rope climb or I can't do a rig. I, we do We do everything we can to help. Uh, make it fun for everyone um, because like I said if you're if you're on your quote-unquote fitness journey and you want to see where you stand there's just not many ways that you can have fun and see where you are you know so if you if you don't complete the rig and you're running open it doesn't matter right come back next year and finish the rig we do we also do like um, our rig we have a rig that's similar to the um, the way Spartan does their super rig that has a couple rings and then a pipe and a couple rings and what we did last year is we took one lane. Uh, so we basically said in our in our rules, we said if you fall off of an obstacle and you want to retry, your retry is on the far right hand lane. That's a cool so idea. Open, so that way you open. only have a you only have one line instead of a line in front of all of them. Right, and your people that are on their first attempt go to the left and they go straight through. So what we did That's a great idea. Once the competitive wave finished in the mornings, we had, I took some, you remember I have several thousand feet of fire hose. So I took the fire hose and I made loops. So about every other ring, there was a loop of fire hose hanging down that would be probably knee high off the ground. So if you can picture someone that can't, can't hold their body weight up or can't swing on a ring, they had a, they had a fire hose strap hanging about uh, 18 inches off the ground. They could stand on that strap and swing over to the next ring and it's still, you know, you still have to keep your core engaged and, and have body awareness to be able to stay stable enough to go from one ring to the next. So, uh, you know, we do all we can to, to make the course manageable for everybody. So it's so it's fun and not a beat down. Yeah, man. It sounds like a good deal. And it sounds like if, if you're the type of person that you're into running Spartan racing, I mean, it's, an, it's a Spartan-ish sort of race with kind of like a savage spin on it. So mm-hmm. it really sounds like a good time. So tell me about like, you know, is there going to be like a festival area? Is there going to be like on site, you know, like a food truck or somebody, you know, grilling or something like that? Some bathrooms? Yeah, Yeah. we, we, uh, we think the experience is super important. Um, And so there's kind of three phases to the festival area. It's all, what's really neat about um, what Junior's done out there is they've really built up that area around the track because they're hosting national events. And so they've got a great um, observation tower that they built out there. We're going to have a DJ on top of that. So we're going to have music going all day, um, announcements, you know, just different things. All of our partners um, are going to be out there as vendors. And so um, we're going to have, yeah, H2 Health is going to be out there doing um, A-STEM cupping and massage for anybody on the course that's going to need it before or after. They'll be there to take care of them. That's always Um, great at the end of a race. Oh man, it's, it's such a treat to, uh, to go hose off and then go have somebody work on you a little bit. Um, you know, let, let them know if you've, if your shoulder's tight, if you've got a, you know, an ankle, whatever it is, they're going to take care of you right there. And then they're also really great about having people come in after the race. Like, here's my card. If you need some continued rehab, we're here for you. Um, and then, uh, Bold City Health, which is a great total health chiropractic here in town. They're going to be doing adjustments. Awesome. Um, So anybody that wants to get adjusted can hop in with them. Um, We're going to have uh, a rain energy drink. We're going to have smoothie box. We're going to have several different vendors out there. Um, You know, mud gears done some cool donations. We're going to have two uh, food options for people. We're going to have a food truck that does basically like fish tacos, fish sandwiches. It's kind of like a beachy seafood thing. And then uh, G's barbecue. 
um, from down in Middleburg is going to come up and they're going to do pulled pork sandwich baskets. And so there's going to be great food options. We're working on a coffee truck right now just to have oh, wow. something early in the morning for people. <laughs> um, so that'll be available. But yeah, all that'll be kind of linked together right there at that start and finish line area. Um, so people can kind of hang out and have a good time. And a real good chance we're going to have some beer from Intuition Aleworks in Bold City as well. Um, and so just, you know, for whatever you're looking for, you're going to be able to get there early, you know, take a lay of the land, see what's going on after your race is over. You're going to want to hang out, um, you know, just unwind, have a good time. And, uh, we, we have people every year just basically talk about what a great day it was. Um, and we think that, you know, doing it in May last year was a little hot and doing it towards the end of March is just glorious time in Florida. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Unless yeah. it's just that weird snafu when it's either super cold or super hot, yeah. like we get in the yeah, south you never here. Know. You never know. I've, I've definitely had some morning races in March where I'm like, my gosh, it's cold. Um, so we're praying against that. Yeah. All right. So, um, and you, as, and y'all are gonna have like on-site bathrooms for everybody too, of course. Or... Yeah, we'll we'll have we'll have Port of John City. Stations. Yeah. There'll be a shower and changing tent area. Of course, we'll have EMS just in case. Um, and so anything that you guys, anything we can think of, we've done. Sweet, man. It sounds great. Uh, so, like, you, how do your waves work? Like, how many people go out in each wave? How often are the waves? I forgot to ask that. Yeah, so that that's something that um, last year I think we were, we were probably a little too cautious. We, we had... Greg, do you remember? I think we had twenty-five or fifty. I don't. Yeah, well, I think we put thirty people every thirty minutes. Yeah, and yeah. we realized that we could we could send them every fifteen because my gosh, the starting line we're just standing around waiting, and you know everyone's disappeared from sight. So right. we'll do them a little tighter this year. Yeah, oh. that was that was you know being the first year we had done it that size. I, we didn't have. You know, like Spartan, when you get to the six-foot wall, they've got 60 or 70 feet of wall. <laughs> we didn't have that, so oh, I didn't yeah. want to get bottlenecked. So we, we did the smaller waves every 30 minutes. And the, the one of the things we saw from that was that, you know, with the waves so spaced out, a group went by and then it got kind of dead. So right. I think having the waves a little closer together will keep, you know, the, the energy level up and uh, keep the volunteers busy. You know, the volunteers were actually getting bored because the group would go by and then they have nobody for 20 minutes. So, mm. uh, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking we'll probably go every 15 minutes and, 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 you know, the numbers kind of depends on the wave. I think we'll have plenty of space this year. So I don't think we have to worry too much about, um, um, yeah. legs, but Let's say we'll end up, if we get, if we get a thousand signups, then it may, it may run till later in the day, but I think we can stick with that, um, 50 or less people every 15 minutes and, and uh, have a great day. <laughs> that sounds cool. And it sounds like y'all have worked out bugs from last year, you know, and are implementing, you know, better changes for this year. And that's always yeah. a, a good thing too. And I think, and it's like you said, you know, 30 people every 15 minutes, I think 30, that'll easily get spread out pretty quick. So, mm -hmm. yeah. um, so, uh, tell me about like, what is, going to be like where volunteers can sign up or where I'm, I guess I'm getting tangled in my words here. Where do the volunteers, can they sign up? Where are you sourcing them from? Yeah, we actually, there's a link on the website. And so if you go to the website and you either sign up to run or you just want to help out, we actually, you know, um, older teens, like late high school age, like we've got jobs they can do. If they need service hours, we're a nonprofit. We can provide that. And so you can go online and basically fill out a volunteer form and our volunteer coordinator will reach out and get them plugged in. Um, and, and we probably will have a few slots. Um, I'm not sure exactly how many they're going to go quick, but um, people that can kind of run in that last wave if they want to get a free race. Um, and so, Which is uh, usually the funnest wave of the day because that's when the crew runs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, but right now we've got, um, I think we've got an ROTC group. We've got um, a lot of our volunteers from the gym will be out there doing that. And so, you know, they understand that it's a big help. They run OCR, so they know what they're doing. Um, and so getting them plugged in too. But we do still have a need for volunteers for sure. All right. Cool. Well, guys, I'm all out of questions. Um, I mean, well, let me ask you about your gym too, because you said it was yeah. uh, 
it was like a CrossFit style gym and y'all use a lot of barbells and stuff too. Do y'all have like entry level classes for like if somebody oh, who's, because I know yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of people that are real nervous when they hear, you know, CrossFit exercises yeah. and doing power cleans and all. I mean, do y'all have like a very like, you know, beginner way of getting introduced to those type of movements? Yeah, and so I think it's really important. I'm glad you asked that. Like, we tell people we are not CrossFit. So, um, you know, what CrossFit does is they forge elite fitness, and, man, they are really good at it. I mean, they are really good at churning out some elite-level athletes, but not everybody wants that. Um, our, our vision really is to get people in the best shape of their life. There's a difference in being elite with a barbell and being in the best shape of their life. And so our trainers, one of the things our trainers are best at is modifying to meet the individual right where they're at. So, so we've had people roll in that need to lose 200 pounds and we've got um, collegiate division one linebackers that work out with us and everything in between. So, I mean, think biggest loser contestant, think, you know, college scholarship athlete, we have it all. And what's neat is within it, within every workout, there's a way to modify that depending on the skill level. And so if, if we, we do not offer Olympic lifting to the person that walks in off the street. Um, so if you've just joined us, you're walking in off the street, we're not going to put a barbell in your hands and have you do power cleans and deadlifts and snatches and all that technical type stuff. That stuff's great if you want to build speed, explosiveness, and power. Um, you know, most, you know, soccer moms don't need that. A lot of people who are just getting into fitness don't need that. But instead of a power clean, we can have you do a clean with a med ball. We can have you do a kettlebell swing. Um, there's some real basic things we can do. Not everyone's ready to jump up on that rig and rip out muscle ups and pull ups. And, right. But we can put you on gymnastics rings and start you at a very gradual angle and have you do a ring row and train those same muscles. And so our goal is to figure out where each and every individual who walks in our door, where are you day one? We're going to meet you right there and we're going to challenge you there. And then as you as you grow, as you get more fit, as you lose weight, as you build muscle, as your cardio improves, we slowly increase that intensity and that weight and that speed. And, you know, before you know it, you know, people are walking in the gym going, wow, you've probably been doing this your whole life. And the person's like, no, nah, I've been here nine months. Um, and it's just, you know, I've just been able to grow with what they do here. And so it's a, it's a different atmosphere. Um, CrossFit's very much built on the competitive, uh, and, and that serves them really well. Uh, we, we tell people, I want you to compete against you. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Um, you know, stay focused on your workout. It's kind of like Brian said earlier, run your race. Yeah. It's very similar within the four walls of our gym. No one's going to look at you and go, how come you're not doing as much weight as, Susie over there or um, why didn't you run that that fast we're just going to celebrate what you are doing and help you get a little bit better every day and so we've taken some of that intensity some of that competition um, you know some of those things out of it and just try to make it fun um, and very community based like it's just a really big family of people wonderful people to work out with they all love each other they all remember what it was like on day one and so they're going to encourage everybody that walks through that door and um you know to a greater extent something that's really exciting for us this year and one of the reasons why we want this swamp battle to go so well is it's really on our heart to implement adaptive fitness and what that means is fitness for the disabled um and so we are all of our staff went away last weekend and got certified and so people oh, wow. with impairments whether it's an upper body impairment lower body impairment or they're seated uh you know like a wheelchair athlete um and this is everything from you were born disabled um you've been in an accident or our veterans who are very close to our heart being able to modify what we do for them uh and get them back in the gym uh back in the community you know, kicking butt on a daily basis, back, back a part of something is, is a huge part of our heartbeat and where we want to go. So think about it in those terms. If we can take what we do and make it possible for someone who is upper body impaired, lower body impaired, or in a wheelchair, just because you've never done this kind of fitness or, or you know, you're a little bit out of shape is in no way, shape, or form an excuse. We can do it for you, too. Hmm. Man, that sounds awesome. And like I said, I mean, and I've never done CrossFit or, you know, or any type of workouts that are kind of like that besides maybe just something that's like HIIT training is probably the closest yeah. I've ever done to it. And I just know that, you know, you see people doing it online and they're throwing these barbells heavy and I'm just thinking, <laughs> you know, I, and I look at that and I'm like, man, that just looks like I'm going to get hurt, get injured, you know. I get yeah. hurt. I get hurt working out slow. I don't need to do it fast. and. <laughs> 
But, I mean, I think it's really good that y'all have, like, a beginner's program, you know, and ease into all of the movements slowly. That's pretty cool. Guys, I'm out of questions. Is there anything y'all want to add to this? Like your social accounts for the race and the gym, maybe, and the website to sign up at? Yeah, absolutely. So, so trinityfitness.org is the main website. But here in North Florida, there's a Riverside, Southside, Ponte Vedra, and Fleming Island location. And so those websites are riverside.trinityfitness.org, southside.trinityfitness.org. Start the next one with Ponte Vedra, start the next one with Fleming Island. There's a Facebook and Instagram account for every one of those gyms. So you can just look for Trinity Fitness Riverside, Southside, Fleming Island or Ponte Vedra on social or Google. That'll, that'll find us. And then, of course, Swamp Battle OCR is the name for Instagram, Facebook, and then SwampBattleOCR.com is that website. And, yeah, we encourage people to get social, plug in, check out the feed. There's so much information there. There's videos. There's posts. There's blogs. There's just about everything you'd want to, you, you could want to know about not only Trinity Fitness, um, but also Swamp Battle is there. And please do not hesitate to reach out. Um, send us a message. Um, use those phone numbers that are there. We are always happy to talk to people, answer any questions, talk them through. It's Swamp Battle is an unbelievable t- team building opportunity. We have a couple corporate teams coming out that have like 20 people on their team. Um, they Every year they say, man, this drew our team closer together. It's the funnest thing we've done every year. And so anybody out there looking to do something a little different with their team, um, you know, the more people you bring, the bigger we can make that discount. And um, one other cool thing is we do have a, a VIP tent available for the biggest team. And so if you happen to register the biggest team for the event, there's a tent with uh, seating. There's going to be coolers full of all kinds of drinks, all kinds of donations from our sponsors that, you know, there's not really enough of them to give to everybody, um, but they're still pretty cool things, like all kinds of surprises. And so, um, you know, we would love for anybody out there that's got a big group of runners um, that does OCR to get after that VIP tent um, because you're going to have a great experience. That sounds cool. Before I let y'all go, I got a question that I love to ask everybody, and it's what is your, what has been your favorite race, and what has been your worst race or the race <laughs> you've hated the most, and why? Uh, my favorite race by far, a few years ago, Brian won a, a VIP Savage race. In His favorite North race Georgia. was a free race. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I think it was, I think it was the terrain. It was, it was, I think it was what, about six miles? Yeah. Um, yeah. it was six miles. It was in North Georgia. It was on a ranch that had some motocross on it and had some trails on it. And I just remember it was the perfect mix of elevation. Um, the obstacles were so well spaced. You know, I don't think we ran for more than about a mile and a half at a time. But, um, you know, the, the really seemed like they thought out when you did what, had a great finishing. And um, I think it helped that we had free beer and food at the end. <laughs> Although um, Brian got hypothermia, I think, at the end of I, that one. So I, I, I think I froze <laughs> to death twice that day. So I don't know that he liked it as much as I did. And my least favorite race, I did the Evergreen Pumpkin Run. It was a 10-mile race in and out of a cemetery. And I, I remember around eight miles thinking, I don't like running this far if there's no obstacles, so I'm never doing it again. Um, and so that would, that would be my least favorite. It was a great event. It was not on them. It was more, I weigh 230 pounds, and I don't love running if I don't get to jump on, yeah. carry, throw. Got something to break it up. Through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm just I'm just not a runner. Yeah, I, I will say that that Savage race was the only race I've ever seen Greg run in and smile at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm not by any means fast, but that old analogy of the diesel truck and the Ferrari, that's right. me and Greg. <laughs> Greg's my diesel truck. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I, I think that was that was a great race. I, if you've never done a Savage, they put on a great event. Um, and, it, and it helps, like Greg said, when it's VIP and – and it's, you know, behind the scenes and free drinks and free tacos and free grilled cheese sandwiches all day. It, it yeah. yeah. <laughs> adds to the that, thing. But Those guys are really cool, too. I can't say yeah. enough about yeah. how cool the Savage guys are. They're, yeah. they're great people. They're really down home. They love to hang out. Um, that is you know, a cool venue, too. As much as we do. Yeah, but I, I think probably, uh, beside that one, I think probably my, my favorite and least favorite race at the same time is probably West Virginia because uh, – <laughs> 
I qualified for West Virginia for, for the first time last year. And um, this Florida boy don't do much elevation. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to, you know, like Killington or any of those. Uh, the closest thing the closest thing I had done to West Virginia was um, was Asheville, but I did it with some buddies and, and didn't really run it hard. So, uh, and it's different. Uh, Asheville's a different kind of elevation than, than West Virginia was. And, uh, yeah. I had a great time, but it, it let me know that, um, you know, a couple miles over a, a, a bridge with 90 feet of elevation a couple times a week <laughs> is not enough. <laughs> yeah, West Virginia, they did a pretty good job at finding all the hills this past year. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg and Brian, man, I appreciate y'all taking the time to come on to the show, man, and tell us about your gym and this event. I'm going to try myself to get down there and check it out because it really sounds like my cup of tea, and it's only you know a couple of about two and a half hours away from me, so I think that's worth the trip. And anybody else that's in you know North Jacksonville or northeast jacksville or south georgia man this just sounds like a really cool event and it's march the 21st right from seven to four yes yes absolutely and that's what we i mean we just look at the amount of races you get in the year and um there's there's just not enough we need more yeah um you know we we spend so much time in the car to go run a fun race and it's great you know whether you live in you know gainesville orlando valdosta you know, Tifton, Savannah, Lake City, like, you know, the surrounding area, it's close. It's within a couple hours. Um, yeah. So, man, come have fun with us. We promise you won't be disappointed. Cool, man. Yeah, I'm I, looking I, forward I to it. Just to add that, um, that lot, uh, it, it takes a lot more to put on an extra than it does a 5K. Oh, I'm and, sure. Uh, we can't do it without runners. So if you're in the Jacksonville area, make sure you support your local race. Uh, we don't have runners. We don't have sponsors. If we don't have sponsors, none of that happens. So love to see everybody. Yeah. I would think yeah. that y'all would get like a huge amount of racers. Cause man, like the Donna and the gate, they always have tons of runners at those races. A lot, lot of, a lot of road runners. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't see how, I mean, I understand the road running, you know, how people really get into that, but once you start doing trail running and OCRs, road running is so boring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. I mean, besides the bridge at the end and all the bands during the gate, I mean, that's like the best part <laughs> is the bands and the bridge. I'm like, oh, I'm ready yeah. to run up the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beat down with a band every mile. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's a cool event as well. Well, Greg and Brian, man, I appreciate y'all coming on the show, man, and uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Yeah, yeah man. Look, look for us at uh, at Spartan Jacksonville. I'll be out there with a lime green swamp battle shirt on. Y'all, any questions if you got any? All right, cool. I yep. hope to see y'all there then. Yep, we'll be there. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Greg and Brian again for taking time to talk to us and telling me about this event because I'm definitely going to check it out. And I encourage everybody else to check out Swamp Battles' website. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. See if you can get some of those discount codes. I know there's one out for Valentine's Day. I'll be in Jacksonville next weekend for the uh, Spartan Super and Sprint. If you see me there, come and say what's up. I do have, I'm going to have some stickers. I got some I'm going to give away, the round ones that I really didn't care for. So I'm going to give those away to, I don't know, the first people to come up to me and say what's up. And I've got some square ones, and square ones I'll sell for a buck a piece, man. That's cheap. If you want me to mail you one, just hit me up, and I'll mail you one for, I don't know, two bucks. So, uh, like I said, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Leave a review. I'll read it. I didn't even check to see if I got any. So if you read one, I'll get you on the next time. So that's all I got. We'll see you in the next race. Peace. Thank you.